3: This is the Rich Eisen
0: show. Show, show, show. show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Before I let you go here Chris, what's your first blush thought on this matchup?
4: I think if you were
1: the Eagles, would probably rather play the Bengals.
0: Really? The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the
3: show. Three-time NFL defensive player of the year, JJ Watt, still to come. CBS Sports broadcaster Ian Eagle, Lions
0: quarterback Jared Goff, two-time Super Bowl winning head coach Tom
3: Coughlin, and now it's Rich Eisen.
0: Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. It's Super Bowl week. We are heading to the Arizona Super Bowl in two days to do the show, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. From there, right here on the Roku channel and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. Smart enough to have us. Joining us uh, last hour was J.J. Watt. Just a ton of fun talking to him. I think he's going to go into broadcasting, sir. Uh, That's what it sounded like to to me. It sounded really good. Um, And so he's he's very good at it. He thinks the Eagles defensive line is the uh, better of the two such units, and that's where he's going to put... His uh, his two considerable cents. So, uh, we've gotten uh, we've gotten our first prediction of the week. JJ Watt thinks the Eagles will win Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Sure you can chime in at eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions and former Super Bowl quarterback of the Rams will join us in about twenty minutes' time. An hour number three. Tom Coughlin will join us when we will talk about his two Super Bowl victories with the Giants, as well as his new book, and then get his side of the story that Jesse Palmer told here on this show last week when he had to call Tom Coughlin and ask for permission to do The Bachelor. That was wild. Cannot wait to hear Tom's side of the story. It's one of our favorite videos of last week. It's fantastic. That's <laughs> one how we're rolling here. Time, That's how we're rolling here. And joining us right now is one of our favorites. He is calling this game uh, on the world feed, the international feed. Planet Earth will get the Super Bowl, uh, if you speak English, from this man and Charles Davis. He's also uh, the voice of the Brooklyn that's Perfect timing to have Ian Eagle back here on The Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Iron?
2: Hey, we made it. Super Bowl week. We did. It's here. <laughs> it's happening.
0: So how it's real. how does one prepare to speak to the world? How do you do that?
2: Well, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, Rich. I mean, I've got... The entire world to think about yep. during this broadcast. Not America, not the forty eight contiguous states nope. in Alaska and Hawaii. Nope. The world. Yeah. The Philippines. Indonesia mm-hmm. Israel. The United Kingdom. I could go on and on, but that's really all I've got.
0: Do you take your boards to the United Nations and study there? Is that what you do? Maybe? Yeah, so what yeah, you do? Yeah,
2: I like to get international studying in and uh, really prepare for for the world view. Yes. Of, of the game. No, I don't. I don't do anything different.
0: Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. That's
2: it. It's was.
0: It's just like you know, Hoosiers, right? The rim is still the same height from the floor. <laughs> it's, you know, yes, exactly it doesn't. The like gym's just Hoosiers. bigger. The, the, the gym's yeah, just it's, bigger. It's, That's we're, all.
2: We're gonna run the picket Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So your your uh, your opinion of this Super Bowl, um, having seen the Chiefs just recently, you saw them hoist the Hunt trophy um, and beat the beat the Bengals. Your your two cents on on this game on Eagle that you're calling. For the world.
2: Yeah, had Philadelphia late in the year that week 18 matchup against the Giants where they just needed the win to seal the number one seed. Yes. Uh, they were treating the game seriously, and it was Jalen Hurts coming back, which was a big part of it. Uh, we had talked to him about the shoulder issue, and there were reservations. He was not necessarily saying that he's 100% and, and everything's full go. He was adjusting to the new normal. He's had some time since that. Obviously, we've seen them in the postseason in their two victories cruise to the Super Bowl. I just like their group. I like their confidence, what Lane Johnson has done to just be in there. Uh, that's inspirational. Their running game is for real. They've got big-time weapons on the outside and in, in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Goddard has proven himself as a reliable target. And then defensively, the, the fact that they can get to the quarterback nearly at a historic level second only to the Chicago Bears from their Super Bowl year. The secondary makes plays. I I like their team. I like how they've been built. They've been built the right way. It's been a nice mix. They put a lot of faith in Hurts, and he's proven them correct. Kansas City has a certain confidence to them because they've been there, they've done it, they've got the experience. Mm-hmm. They have Andy Reid who can scheme it up. You give him an extra week to, to come up with some – some plans in the lab, and you know he'll have some funky stuff. I don't think they have the mystique they once had, just based on the fact that Tyreek Hill isn't there. Some of their speed will not be a part of it with McCole Hardman placed on IR. Defensively, they came to play against Cincinnati. Chris Jones was tremendous. Frank Clark was excellent. They got a lot of pressure. Uh, They're banged up in the secondary, but they withstood it. My sense Mm -hmm. is that Philadelphia has got a real belief, and I think they have the kind of squad that that can win the whole thing.
0: They certainly have the type of squad to turn um, a somewhat compromised Mahomes uh, into the last time we saw Mahomes in the Super Bowl where he had a a toe injury. Now, I mean, the ankle, uh, despite him looking hobbled, didn't uh, 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 when it all came down to it, it did. It did not hinder his ability to do the Mahomes type stuff. But they certainly have the horses to chase Mahomes around like the Bucks did a couple of years ago. Iron, that's for sure. They
2: do. Yeah, they do. And and that did pop up in in my brain just trying to prepare for this and jotting some notes down this week. CBS had that Super Bowl. We worked on the pregame show. Uh, I definitely was intoxicated by Kansas City's <laughs> offense. And the fact that the Brady story at that time wasn't complete, and and I thought it was a little bit of a pipe dream. Obviously, the way that game went, it uh, changed a lot of perceptions and changed uh, legacies to some degree. Mm -hmm. With that said, I think they downplayed the Mahomes injury that week leading up to the game. Here, there's nothing to hide. We saw it. Uh, He had a tough time. Getting back to the sideline after series, and yet when it was time to go and time to do it, he could still sling it, and they protected him well enough. I just think this Philadelphia defense brings a whole different dynamic getting to the quarterback, and and that would concern me.
0: When you you speak to Sirianni, what's he like? Um, Is he anything close to the Sirianni we've seen on the sidelines where he's just saying it with his chest and just, you know, getting after it in a way that you don't see many NFL head coaches on?
2: No. No, not not in the production meetings. He's he's a really likable dude. He's uh very much a, a regular guy that I think made good on this passion. He comes from a football family. His dad was a longtime coach. Brothers have been longtime coaches, so this has been in his blood forever. And he lives it, he breathes it, uh cares a lot. He's he's a very likable guy I think he does become something else on the sideline and there is a chip on the shoulder and there's something that has fueled him through the years you've got the other angle which I'm sure will pop up quite a bit this week in some stories Andy Reid did not retain him he was on the Kansas City coaching staff Mm -hmm. and Andy Reid uh, has said hey he got very high marks but I had somebody else in mind for the job it all worked out for Nick he ended up going to the Chargers and then learning under Frank Reich. And, and that became a very important relationship in his football career. But I'm sure that's something that's fueled him as well, deep, deep, deep down, that uh, he was in Kansas City and the new coaching regime led by Andy Reid didn't didn't want him to be a part of it. So whatever motivates you, I, I think there are personas that pop up based on what we see on television, and I get it. That's often all we get for – for a lot of the fans, that's what they see, and that's what they base their opinion on. Nick is is an affable dude, and and uh, yeah, really happy for him to to accomplish this in two years, to to take this and move it to a place where they can win a championship is is rather impressive.
0: Ryan Eagle calling into the Rich Eisen show in advance of calling Super Bowl Fifty Seven for the world, the international feed. And we'll, uh, we'll return to that in a moment right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Ian, I know you've got a Nets hat there. Put it on. It's now time for you to put on your Brooklyn Nets hat. Hold on.
2: Okay. Hold on. It's yeah. in the other room. Hold
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I got it. Very okay. good. Very good. Uh, very, very short distance between rooms in your spot.
2: Um, yeah, I live in a small
0: house. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the Kyrie Irving era uh, in Brooklyn um, is summed up how? Sum it up for me. Uh,
2: Yeah. The Kyrie era is summed up in uh, high expectations and medium return. From a play-by-play man's point of view, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. Fun to call his games. He is a basketball genius on the court. When he's healthy, when he's ready, when he's locked in, he is unpredictable, unpredictable on the floor where you don't know what he's going to do next. And you got to be ready as an announcer to go to a certain place that you may have not gone to before, but it's about results and it's about availability. So for Kyrie, it was a grand total of 52% of the games that he could have appeared in that he actually appeared in Mm. for the Nets. And I think ultimately that's why the decision was made. This was a financial decision for Kyrie, uh, his last known power play where he could actually pull this off and say it and force a trade. Free agent at the end of the year, wanted four years, $198 million. Nets were not going to pay that. Uh, they tried to negotiate. That fourth year was was really the one that came into question, the guarantees involved and I think they both hit a point of no return where they recognized that this wasn't going to work. So Kyrie takes his talents elsewhere, and the Nets now try to accumulate assets and see if they can make another move or two before the deadline on Thursday to try to Put a supporting cast around Kevin Durant that can compete in the East and maybe win a championship.
0: Well, again, I, I know this is a, a, a negative setup, uh, so I at least uh, admitting that. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. did did Thanks the Nets? Me know. I know I'm kind of you know telegraphing my my shot here. Uh, did, did the Nets win in spite of him, or be, you know, I, I know he's incredible. I know he's going to the Hall. I know when I take yeah. my kids to Springfield, Mass one day, they'll see his name and jersey and all you know all, all the baubles and, and accolades from his career, and I know he'll deserve it. But it just seems to me that there's always something else with him, and this is now the second consecutive. You could make it three if you want to include Cleveland, although he departed from there himself. It, it just seemed that he, he's left places just saying get out. Twice now in a
2: row. Yeah, It's a legitimate question, and it's a great question because I think the Nets have had to try to do some soul searching over the last several months, not just the last several days, on what the future is going to look like and the distractions that that come with it. He's a gifted player, and he really was on his best behavior after the suspension, and, and that doesn't go away by the way. It's not like, oh, well, that never happened. It happened. It's part of a long list of issues that took place where Kyrie was not a participant. And I think the Nets had to weigh all of that. Now, with all of that said, they also had to balance out how KD would react to this. And we still don't know that answer. We don't know if Kevin Durant is, quote unquote, on board or understanding in what just took place, that the Nets had to make this move. It was it was untenable, and it was irreparable. There was no going back. The Durant situation during the offseason, the Nets always felt if they could sit down with him, if they could speak, if they could communicate, if they could share their vision, they would be able to convince him that Brooklyn was the place to be, at least for now. I think they got to a point with Kyrie that they were no longer having those kind of rational discussions with him and his camp and that's why this deal happened are they better off without him Uh, clearly they decided not to pay the four years 198 million dollars and the decision was made to move on without him and go in a different direction for the franchise so that's their belief
0: ian eagle uh i appreciate you calling in before uh, a big week um and just because i'm appreciative uh, of that um uh, i i want to leave you uh with with uh, a couple of things here number one is uh the, a storyline the i don't know if you're aware the kelsey uh brothers are playing in this game mm. um so yeah. make a note of that jason and travis if you want to just put it on your your note <laughs> <Noted>. pad, um <laughs> there's that yeah, the highlighter yes also. absolutely and i want to leave you with something for the world feed as well and in in and because I'm such a giver, I think it it is in a way through you being the conduit, giving something to the world, I um, uh, and, and that is, yeah. you know, uh, calling this game internationally, uh, not with for any network, not for CBS, your 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 home network. Um, I'm imagining there are not any show promos for you to read, which you're you're outstanding no. at. No, there are not, right? No. Okay. So
2: no. no, and that's a strange place for me. I mean, I'm accustomed. <laughs> To Bob Hart's Abishola, <laughs> Ghosts, mm-hmm. all of the CBS Paramount Plus programming. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, weird space for me to be in, not to have those promos.
0: Well, let me fill that void for you, and I appreciate you mentioning your streaming partner, because the Roku channel streams <laughs> this program. It's, you're also a 21st century guy. Uh, we have, well, on the Rich Eisen Show, created three shows... Um, and, uh, I believe we sent you the copy so you can read them. Um, and, and, and I think we maybe should just choose the best one, uh, and see if we can spring it on the international audience.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't seen these, writs, So this is a rip and read situation that that I find myself in, but I feel very experienced in this space. I know it. And I'm ready if you're ready.
0: I am ready. Go for it. Ian Eagle, this is uh, a t- fake TV promo number one for the international fate of Super Bowl 57. Go for it.
2: They said his international court had no jurisdiction, but tell that to the oligarchs he's put behind bars. And strong men around the world certainly know his brand of justice is bringing the fight to them. David Caruso is back in CSI, The Hague. <laughs>
0: We've got him in a wig on the screen for you, Ian. Okay, there you go. CSI The Hague. Very good. People will learn what The Hague is if they already don't. All right, here's uh, fake TV promo number two. Ian Eagle, go for it. I like this one. Go
2: for it. She's a late-night sketch comedy star. He discovered the theory of relativity. Together, they're trying to find love and better cell reception. (laughs) Cicely Strong and Paul Giamatti star in the new hit, Romantic Comedy. How I met your genius.
0: <laughs> He's got the bike on the screen there. He's got his
2: bike. Brilliant. She's very
3: excited.
0: Okay. There's the last one. Go for it. Ah. Go for it, Ian. Go for it.
2: They found the fountain of youth, but sadly, time ran out. Now they're coming back to life just to see the greatest of all time play in one last Super Bowl. The spirit ghosts of Wilfred Grimley, Jessica Tandy, Hume Cronin. And Steve Gutenberg's career, headline oh. an all-star cast in Cocoon 4, for Brady. Yeah. Is that the <laughs> spot where he retired? That's the spot where he retired in in the Smitch,
0: Smitch put the dunes yeah. behind him right yeah. there. It's, very, it's, it's Florida. All right, so which one do you like best, Ian? Which one do you think is good? Which one works?
2: Boy, I mean, <laughs> all three are very enticing. Uh, I... I want to apologize to the Goot, of course, Goode, <laughs> Gutenberg, Sacher. Yeah, he took in right now. He and took just, strays. He got. Yeah, he, he got, got shrapnel. There was no. There's no reason for that. I, I personally, yeah, I'm a big Cecily Strong yep. and Paul Giamatti fan. Yep. 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 I want to see if the sparks from the commercials spill over. I would want to watch How I Met Your Genius. How
0: I Met Your Genius. All right. Let's see if we could sneak that in. And, then of course, let's pitch it around town. Let's see how it works.
2: That's <laughs> done, done deal.
0: Take care of yourself, Ian. Have a great cast. I hope to see you in Arizona. Thanks for the call.
2: All right. You're the best.
0: You're right back at Hello, you. Cuba. Get ready. <laughs> I want to hear from you. <laughs> Costa Rica. Thanks. <laughs>
2: Altoona. Come on. Get on it. you say Altoona? Uh,
0: TJ's Al-tuna. hometown. Take care, Ian. We'll see you soon. There you go. There's Iron Eagle, everybody.
3: Wow. I didn't know that Hacksaw was his color guy. For the-
0: <laughs> There you go.
3: For the world feed. I
0: this worldwide, man. I'm trying to tell you. Fantastic. <laughs> React. All right, everybody. Uh let's take a break. Jared Goff's going to join us. That's next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Talk Super Bowl with a former Super Bowl quarterback. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, "O o o O'Reilly Auto Parts." They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the desk of the Rich Eisen Show Desk, pardon me, uh, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Joining us now, courtesy of Gillette, um, getting ready for Super Bowl fifty seven, just like all of us, is the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams from, from Super Bowl fifty three and currently the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Jared? I'm good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh what a great season you guys had um in Detroit. That was that was awesome. I'm wondering what it felt like from your perspective, Jared.
1: Yeah, it was it was really fun, man. It was it was really fun mostly to do it with um a lot of the guys that, that were there and, and certainly the coaches, but a lot of the players that were there the year prior where things weren't as good and to be able to come back and improve and, and get better and, and you know, put our process in place and see the results pay off is is, is super rewarding. So but- Um, it was fun but we got a lot of work to do this offseason and continue to go in that direction
0: yeah absolutely and it it seems to me again what uh whatever uh coach campbell is selling the rest of the team is buying what what is he selling jerry
1: yeah he's selling a whole lot but he's uh he's he's a hell of a job of doing it you know we we trust him we believe in him um you know he's he's a lot of fun to play for i think you know our toughness our grit is kind of what we rely on but um, you know, I think ultimately us coming together as a team has been the most important part and sticking together and trusting each other and trusting the coaches and then trusting us, it became, a, you know, a really good family there and something that's continuing to grow.
0: You got a good Dan Campbell story? You got a favorite Dan Campbell story when you said it's fun to play for him? You got one for me, Jared?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm running out because I, I, I get asked this question probably more than anything in, okay. in my life nowadays. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean I could I could give you a few. Um Please. I, I gave one earlier today, but uh as he was speaking in a team meeting and I actually I forgot about this story just to give you some reference on it. I forgot about this story cuz it was so long ago until St. Brown brought it up this weekend of the Pro Bowl, but um he was speaking at a team meeting one time and his he, he must have a fake tooth and his tooth fell out. Um hmm. and he kind of just picked it up off the floor, put it back in and just oh. kept talking like <laughs> like nothing happened and um, and maybe that's why I forgot about it because it, it seems somewhat normal at the time.
0: So I guess it's a fake tooth is like, I don't, I'm, thankfully I have the, everything in my mouth right now is still the genuine article. Um, a, a tooth is like gum. It's, there's a five-second rule when it drops on the floor? Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, uh, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was definitely less than five seconds. He's in the clear.
0: But nobody after the meeting said, hey, did anybody notice Coach's fake tooth popped out and he popped it back in the mouth and kept talking?
1: Like you know, no, it may no, have been like a serious beating. I don't quite remember. It was last. I think it was last training camp. Huh. Um, so I think we kind of just like let it go and, and moved on. And um, I had forgot about it actually until St. Brown brought it up this weekend.
0: So was it, so hard knocks has video of it. Was it this past training no, camp? It was,
1: it was last. It was like uh, last year, like like twenty twenty one.
0: Otherwise, that would have been on HBO like it was The Sopranos in two seconds flat. That would have been. That would have made right. it big time. Okay, so because it does seem to me that 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 um. Uh, when you're when you watched some of the playoff games this, this this time around, did you think um had we gotten in, had the results happened the way that you needed, um somebody might not have uh won a game because you would have gone in and knocked them off? Any thought on that, Jared? You, you watch, but I'm sorry, Rich. When you're watching the playoffs this year, did you think, hey, if we if we were there, we would have gone further, we would have beaten this team sure. that, 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 that won? Do you sit there and think that? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, you never know. I think we would have loved to get our chance in the playoffs and see what would happen. I think we proved through the second half of the season that we could play with anybody and beat anybody. So, yeah, you never know what would have happened, but yeah, you sit here every year if you don't make it and, and kind of look at those teams and go, "Man, we could have beat them. We could have done that." And um uh, but ultimately, you got to get in there and do it. So, um you know, one more game for us would have would have done it and uh this next year coming, we got to make sure we don't start start slow, um like we did unfortunately this season.
0: Jared Goff here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, obviously I'm biased you know I'm a michigan guy uh what did what did hutch bring to the equation what did what did uh hutch is great man yeah what did Adrian He did
1: he did a great job and um i think seeing him as a rookie come in and kind of keep his head down and just go to work and not say much um until you know he got his time in in, in the game and then became you know be be able to be himself and show his personality after that but um, I think ultimately just seeing how he works every day and how much respect I have for him as a rookie to come in and, and act the way he did and, and ultimately play the way he did, um, it, it was extremely impressive and, and I'm really excited to see where he can take our defense next year and, and continue to develop as a leader.
0: Any similarities between the ascension of this team as it seems to be going and the one that uh, you eventually took to the Super Bowl here in Los Angeles? Jared?
1: Um, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. It, it, our team this year was so much younger than that team. Um, the the prior even year, the year before, we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, it it was a different path. It was it was very it was very fun this year. It was very um, it was very like uh, young and naive, but it was fun. It was really fun for me to watch those young guys kind of grow into their role and be able to start playing really well and um, be able to enjoy success together and um, have a lot of these guys taste taste that that they haven't had in this league. And um, it was that was. The difference is is a lot of these guys were um kind of up and coming and i think in l.a there's a little bit more veteran presence but but we're on our way there and um we have much more veteran presence this year than we than we had last year
0: so do you feel like the old guy around him is that what you're saying jared or am i just picking stuff up <laughs> yeah, may,
1: maybe it's just a function of me being older now probably okay it's uh, hard to make that comparison but yeah i think uh ultimately i am i am going into year eight now and um me and taylor decker are the, are the two old guys on the offense and mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have anyone that's going to be older than year eight on defense, um, you know, unless we do something in free agency. But uh, yeah, I do feel like the old one uh, certainly.
0: Okay, and 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 do you think you can grow old, if you will, in Detroit? Do you think this is your spot, Jared?
1: Yeah, man. We'll see. I, I, I sure hope so. I, I think uh, this year has been fun. I've really enjoyed my time out there, and um, it, it's been a lot of fun for me. But uh, I don't I don't fully make those decisions. All I can do is continue to try to play well and. Um, see where it takes me, but I, I love it out there. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Is Penny Sewell demanding the ball now in crucial situations?
1: Sure. Yeah, he should be. He should be. We we may end up handing it to him. Who knows? Get mm-hmm. get in the get a split backfield or something. And, uh, give him a, give him a counter. You know, who knows? We'll see.
0: Can you walk me through that uh, from from practice to actually having it called and executing it in a crucial game as you had this year? I mean, and then just seeing him. We have a still photograph of him, just like uh, Superman, kind of like laying out yeah. off the ground, levitating. We're showing it right now. It's amazing. Uh, can you walk me through that that hole from start to finish? This play, Jared. Yeah, I, I,
1: I can start all the way back to Monday of that week. Um, I was in Ben's office that Monday, um, just you know, BS and talking about different ideas for the game. He's like, I really want to get Panay um, tackle eligible, and I want to I want to see if we can get him a ball down in the red zone or. You know, see if we can move him around. It was just kind of a creative idea of his. And he um, said, you know, sometimes those ideas don't stick, but uh, when you're the coordinator, you can make them stick. So uh, he did. And, and that was like a little three play package that we had. Um, it was made for the red zone, it was supposed to be really inside the five. And when you bring Panay in as a tackle eligible, he can't go back to tackle um, until the next series. Or I think he has to take a playoff, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like we need to call these three plays sequentially. So if you went, go back and watch that drive, there was three in a row where he was tackle eligible, um, and then the third one ultimately was when we threw it to him, and um, it was kind of like those three plays are going to happen in order. So as soon as he came in as tackle eligible, um, we all, three, everyone on the offense, knew that those three plays were were on their way. So
0: when that gets called, it's such a crucial game. I mean, what 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 do you think? You sit there, and go, "This is fun." You're like, "Oh, this is great." I mean, I imagine the rest of the. The huddle must get a jolt as you're as you're matriculating your way down the, the the call sheet, where you know the big culminating play could be a third downer, you know, as a you know, a big one, yeah. huge.
1: Yeah. You, you know, I think uh, to be honest, there wasn't much flinch. There wasn't much much like over excitement. I think um, we, we there may have been like a timeout after the second down play, so we had mm-hmm. some time to sit there and talk about it. And mm-hmm. I'm getting on the headset, hey Talpine, you know, don't go out of bounds. Secure the catch, just fall forward, and you know, all this, all these coaching points, and I'm, I'm relaying them to Panay. Hey, Panay, they're telling me, you know, just I as mean, soon you know, let's do this. And finally, Jonah Jackson, our left guard, is like, Hey, man, he's got it. Like, leave, leave him alone. He's got it. And I'm like, All right, all right. So, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a good feeling, um, but it was, it was fun to get Panay involved there.
0: Jared Goff here on the Rich Eisen show. What advice would you have for Jalen Hurts making his first career? start uh in the super bowl and uh you know again i know mahomes is not brady nobody's brady no one may ever be tom brady but he is an incredibly accomplished young quarterback that's uh potentially the mvp of the league so i imagine there's some sort of similarities between your first uh, super bowl start and super bowl 53 against brady and what hurts might be thinking right now what advice would you give
1: him jerry uh yeah, I ultimately treat it like any other game and, and have fun. But I think there's there's some distractions pre-game on the field to be aware of, some distractions at halftime to be aware of with the with the length of the halftime and um just to kind of put yourself in 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 the in, you know put the blinders on I guess um throughout this week and then and then into game day and be able to focus on what you need to do and um the game day itself is a little weird too, the T V timeouts are longer. Um, the footballs are sometimes a little bit different because there's so many of them. So little, little things like that, I guess, um, if I were to talk to him. But yeah, I think he's got it handled. We'll see how it goes. No, I'm
0: sure. But I mean, what, what, what distractions you talk about prior to the game? Just like national anthem, or
1: no? How many people are on the field? I think it's just so different um, than any other game that I've played in. Is you know, typically you can walk around the sidelines, you can go grab water, you can do anything. The media is just circling, you know, circling the field, and you kind of can't get in or out of the sideline as easily. So there's just different things like that, but it's um, ultimately when that whistle blows and the game starts, it's all the same and try to make sure you keep it that way.
0: Do you go up to Brady beforehand? Did you do that back in the day? Did you see him before the game or no, Oh
1: uh, We had the media day and I spoke to him for 10 seconds, but yeah, that was that that's was, it. We, did. we just said it for the media day.
0: That's it. So not even before the game on the field, nothing, no, nothing before. No, 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 no. Okay. No,
1: right. I, I don't, I don't typically talk to guys before any other game either.
0: That's because you are big time people, right, Jared? That's what you are, you're a big time.
1: <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. No, I oh, don't forget uh, that you're a big time. I I, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't typically do. Okay. Uh,
0: so what are you doing with Gillette? What is the P and G battle of the paddles? What is, this? what do you got for yeah, me? Yeah.
1: Well, it's, a, it's t- this little uh, table tennis tournament. I p- I plan on winning, and okay. um, I get to represent Gillette, and uh, you know, I'll be showing up with a fresh shave and feeling confident and you- uh, getting ready to play well and. Uh, Rich, you can tune in if you want to on Twitch Sports, okay? 7:30 uh, Eastern mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Wednesday, um, I'm sure you'll be you'll be dialed in to watch me, you know, win this tournament. I got Buda Baker round one, and then we'll see it. I know McCaffrey's in it, JC Horn, Trevor Lawrence. Um, it'll be fun, uh, but I I, I want our team tournament at some point this off season, last off season, I guess. And. I'm ready to take my talents. So to, you're uh, you're you're
0: talent. taking you're taking your talents to the battle of the paddles, the P and G battle of the paddles. So you're good at this? You're good at you're good at ping pong, table tennis, whatever you're gonna call it?
1: You got it? Um I I'd like to think so. I, I'm talking a big game right now and these guys could come wax me, who knows? But okay. I like to think I'm pretty good and uh, handled handled the Detroit Lions during OTAs last year pretty handedly. So we'll see uh we'll see if i can handle the rest of the nfl okay
0: this week. trevor lawrence huh he's coming showing up mccaffrey uh i assume you saw these guys just at the pro bowl what what do you think of it what do you think of the reimagined pro bowl games
1: i thought it was fun man i really did i thought it was a i thought it was a good time and i thought it allowed guys to kind of be be themselves and, and be loose but at the same time it was competitive and it was fun and um, those juices were flowing, but but there wasn't much, uh, I guess, high intensity. There wasn't any hitting. Um, well, I mean,
0: ask Tyree Kill that, man. Ask Tyree Kill if there was any hitting. I mean, uh, Adams flipped him the ball last <laughs> second, good. and you saw what happened, right, with, uh, right. with Jalen just took him right out, you know?
1: I think that was where, you know, you could see the competitiveness once that ball gets close to the goal line. Guys don't want guys to score, but... Um, Ramsey blew him up. He yeah, blew him yeah. up, Jared. Jalen took him out. Jalen said, I, I bet he won't do it again. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, Don't flip
0: don't flip the cheat of the ball on, like, the one-half yard. But I guess it's a flag game. you you got to make sure that nobody's going to grab the flag. What was the last flag football game you played? What was the last time you did oh, that? Oh,
1: man, probably, like, my 12-year-old birthday. Um, <laughs> you know, at, at the park. Uh, with my friends you dominated uh, though probably, right
0: you dominated uh, dominated. Day. yeah dominated
1: i don't know if we i don't know if we i think we scored in every drive of course you did um but yeah it was fun man it was it was really a lot of fun and i think it kind of you know brought guys back to being kids again and it was cool
0: jared thanks for the time thanks for the time enjoy your table tennis i hope you do what, what's the trophy do you know what the trophy is you i get-
1: don't know there better be a Trophy, cash prize—I don't know. We're playing for something. At least, at least bragging rights.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it. Yeah, you might get a razor blade. I don't know. I mean, that. I think yeah, that's. I'm it, a free, so. I'm,
1: I'll get a free razor from Gillette. There
0: that's, you go. That's hopefully the. Gillette is bringing us Jared Goff here on the Rich and show. Thanks for the call, Jared. Be well. We'll see you in Arizona. All right, Rich. Thank you. You got it. That's uh, that's Jared Goff, Super Bowl fifty-three quarterback, right here on the program. Detroit Lions make it right. Do they go into uh, San Francisco and win that football game that Seattle had let it half?
3: Probably. What do you think? Probably not. You don't know? Do you? <laughs> oh, but you asked me what I thought. <laughs> oh, I
0: don't agree with your thought.
3: Clearly. I mean, he hung up. He's not listening. You can...
0: Oh, yeah, no, he would have been you, waxed. You don't know. Sorry. <laughs>
3: I mean, you asked me.
4: <laughs> uh, what do you know? I don't agree with your, your take, sir. All right, that's fine. I disagree with the sentiments of this man.
0: <laughs> Sean Payton was talking. Introduced. New head coach of the Denver Broncos. Very nice suit. Feel like that's, a, that's like a silence of the lambs. Nice suit. Did he go
3: orange tie? I didn't, what do you think? I didn't see it. What do By you the think? way, Senator,
0: love your suit. That's right. Nice suit. For the first time ever, stream the Super Bowl for free. Super Bowl 57 on Westwood One happens this coming Sunday, February 12th. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We are back. Tom Coughlin joining us at the top of our third hour. We've got an overreaction Monday and so much more. That's still to come here on this first of five Super Bowl 57 preview shows on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs, and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Okay, I mean, what's to discuss in the NBA other than Kyrie Irving, uh, other than the fact that the Lakers wanted him in the worst way, and LeBron tweeted out exactly that. What do you mean? Did he say we wanted him in the worst way? He just said, maybe it's me. (laughs) By the way, he capitalized me, which is great. I would do that too if I was LeBron. Do
3: you think that's an autocorrect? Like he. I don't know.
0: It's it's is also capitalized too,
3: so. Oh okay. Maybe,
0: maybe it's me. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's me. Maybe like <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, it's me. But maybe we should have gotten him or no. I don't think it's that either. It's not Maybelline? <laughs> No.
3: No, I think it's like. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Meaning what? Maybe he doesn't like me and doesn't <laughs> want to come to the
0: Lakers. Maybe the Lakers didn't have those assets to give. The Nets. That's a nice package. The, the Nets Dallas guy. sent a
3: 2029 20, first round pick. The Lakers still have that one, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. But what, what? You know,
3: they just don't want Russell Westbrook. Who wants Russell Westbrook? I don't know. I think the Lakers. He's in a good spot. He's playing well it, off the bench.
0: I get it. But and closing games. I get it. But is this the? Like, look,
3: Not Kyrie you Herving. know, you
0: know, I've I've enjoyed watching the Lakers last week. Plus, I've talked about it, Jim. We talked about it here. I like how they've closed games. Although, you know, New Orleans with uh, T.J. Jefferson's fantasy darling when he plays Brandon Ingram, that guy can
4: ball out that's when why he's I'm, healthy. That's why my fantasy team stunk so bad. He was gone all year. I know, but <laughs> that was a
0: fun game to watch over the weekend. By the way, New Orleans and the Lakers. Yeah, that was. Um, cool. Is this team going to win the championship this year? No. The current Lakers no. are a good watch. The current Lakers. They're fun to play can, entertaining games. Right? Can, finish, yeah. can finish games um, and, and win more than not. I think the current Lakers, the way they're playing, they could play themselves into and then above the play-in tournament. Yeah, they're a
3: play-in team. And or, they or, maybe, or maybe it. a
0: little better. Look, it's not too far from where they currently are to the middle of the playoff pack in the in the Western Conference. You're not too far away. Let's take a look. You're not. But are you going to go on a run and beat the Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Denver Nuggets in a seven-game series where Denver's got the home court advantage with the current group?
3: Can you do I mean, LeBron mm-hmm. and AD can go off, but... They could. I mean, the Lakers are... 13th in the West right now, but they're only three games back of Dallas for sixth. Okay. So.
0: so let's just say in LeBron's mind, we could have given up a package where I have Kyrie and AD yep. and still have, what, Lonnie Walker and Rui, uh, and Rui. Hachimura. Yeah. We can close games like that and the bench doesn't matter. We, we, all only we need is just three guys. You know, maybe two. Coach yeah. Ham can t- tighten the rotation down to eight during the playoffs. That's all we need. I can do that. I got it.
3: And now with Steph out, like maybe a month, maybe longer. I don't know I... if the
0: as much as you know, I love the Warriors. I don't. I don't know. I mean, but they're eight. Don't right you think? Now, you don't you mean? think so... this is? Don't you think this is the Nuggets conference? If it, Memphis it can get its you know way, what? Yeah, together, it feels that
3: way. I mean, Sacramento is third right, right. now. That is insane.
0: So LeBron must be sitting here thinking in his West mind it's wide open. open.
3: West is wide open. But how,
0: apparently the Lakers the uh, the Nets were working with the Lakers on a three way deal mm. to try and get Kyrie there. So is it when he says maybe it's me? It's like maybe it's me that the Lakers aren't trying hard enough. Well, maybe I, that's not how I said. What not was how it? I
3: read it. I read it. Kyrie has something has a problem with LeBron still dating back to Cleveland, which is why he left in the first place, and he doesn't want to play with him. I
0: don't know. I what? thought this entire I thought this entire venture the minute that you had that reaction looking at your laptop on Friday show like mind blown. I thought this was all about trying to get his way to Los Angeles, Boom. and I got a bunch of texts from people. You know, involved in in the league, just sending me like this is all about him getting the Lakers.
4: Yeah, but I also, thought that's what it was to begin with. If you're the Nets, going through what you stated earlier, your personal feelings about him, why would the Nets allow him to go to a place like the oh, Lakers, which I would help benefit? I don't no, think I don't, that that was ever really going to be on the on the table. For I don't Kyrie, know, man. As much as,
0: as much as it might be, it, you know, personal because he's been such a pain in the ass or he was not available. What Ian Eagle said earlier this hour, he's played in 52% of the games he was eligible to play in in his tenure for the Nets. Wow, We'll do the math for them. it. That means he missed 48% of his games. <laughs> and so, you know, um, as much as that has been an issue, as much as whatever we see is the tip of the iceberg, they're going to take the best possible deal. And if Kyrie winds up in a spot where he can win it all and he's happy, I don't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I'm not like saying, I, I I'm know. so personally hating you so much, I want to send you to whatever Siberia I can. No, I'm I'm going to try and get the best possible deal. You know, if it's a one and multiple twos and two players, including one that I know, you know, and the organization at least knows, in Dinwiddie, and he's been playing very well. Yeah, and he played um, well there. So um, I, I'm doing that. And plus, you know, it's not... If you think the Nets had a uh, an axe to grind against him, I mean, sending him to play for Cuban, coached by Jason Kidd, and play alongside Luka Doncic is a pretty good spot. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. I just think the Lakers didn't have a package similar to what the Mavericks offered. I just don't think they they, they had gave it. up
3: a lot. I think, I think so. I think they gave up a lot, and considering you're just trying to get rid of a toxic a player you think is toxic and doesn't want to be there, they got a lot back. Brooklyn did. I think they might be better off.
0: I think they are better off. That's what I said in it, the first. It, it all depends show, on Kevin
3: Durant coming back 100 percent and. Being look, a I, know be, I know this is going to be.
0: I know this is going to be the conversation, but this week the Lakers I think are going to dismantle Oklahoma City, and then. If I'm not mistaken, LeBron needs to have a monster game to break Kareem's scoring tomorrow. record tomorrow night, yeah, he right? Needs
3: Thirty-six.
0: I mean, that's possible that's for him to game, do. Though, really. I, mean, I mean, it's
4: possible for him to do. Thirty-six is a lot of points.
3: I mean, yeah, but how many now, times now, has he scored
0: more than thirty-five
4: this year? Yeah, I mean, but he's done it. We, consider the circumstance. Like now, LeBron isn't really a first. Shoot, tight. like he's a distributor. So now, if he knows he's that close, he might just be going for his. Or he's just going to do it against Milwaukee. Either way, it's going to happen. It's going to be. Week. A, yeah, it's And
0: the week. Lakers will roll it out for him. Like it's that's that. This is what they do. They 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 have big nights that are historic nights, not just for the franchise but for the entire league, and they play it up big. I think he does it Tuesday, but I don't know if you'd prefer. Kyrie or a big move before Thursday (laughs) rather than breaking the record on a Wednesday. I don't think he particularly cares. He's
3: gone over 35 eight times since his birthday. So it's
0: possible. Look, here's the deal. Um, He's going to break it and it'll be a nice night, but the maybe it's me thing, you took it to mean that Kyrie has something personal against him and I don't think he had, but I don't think Kyrie had any, any say in where he winds up. Did he have a no trade? I don't think he had that. Oh, I don't know, but uh, I
3: mean, I, like I said, it just. I goes think he back really to, wanted to come here. the back to why he left Cleveland in the first but place. But I thought though. he and LeBron like kind of made up,
0: or he, you know, he's, maybe.
3: But maybe LeBron's like, maybe we didn't make up. That's that's kind of how I read it. Maybe it's maybe it's me.
0: I don't know. I took that to See, mean when the I saw with that Twitter, I took that to mean it was right. something about his situation here in Los Angeles. Maybe it's me, man. I I I I can't get a break or. See, that's he can't forget his team. Like, he thinks he—I mean, honestly, you've got the window to do it now. The problem is that everything else that they have has hamstrung them in terms of the first-rounders that they can give up that are within short order. Although, as you pointed out, the Nets accepted one for, for, for a kid that's currently, what, in fifth grade, potentially? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know yeah. potentially somebody who's sitting like, there in seventh grade or, well ten, that's why i said ten, last maybe? week there's like a seventh grader that's you know on not forget one you draft can, pick waiting yeah. and waiting yeah you don't have to go to but, college anymore you know the thing is the problem with twitter like i said is a lot of times people will tweet something and then everyone's trying to psychoanalyze it and break it down and then you really just find out it's a little baby lyric mm-hmm. later on Can't and remember. it doesn't mean anything <laughs> but everyone's like you know broken out the microscope and tried to See what it's saying.
0: Well, I, I just think Kyrie showing up here in Los Angeles, all of a sudden we're sitting up straighter to see if they can win this conference this year. I mean, that's a that's a doable the, thing for the, the Los put Angeles put a, Lakers, depending on how much they have left around them. I think they would have been able to do that, and I think that's what he's like. Maybe it's me. I can't catch a break.
4: The Clippers apparently put a, a decent uh, yeah, trade they, offer on the yeah, table for him as annoying.
0: well, and I guess you're right, Chris. The Mavs just had. They would have taken him when they left Brooklyn tonight. Yeah, they had Kyronard,
4: Terrence Mann, a couple ones, a couple pick swaps in the future, but I think you put him on that Clipper team. I guess, but you also, I get it, but you also have to. watch. you have to? It's not like you're just
0: getting only his play and his stat sheet. Hour three, Tom Coughlin coming up on our program. You know what I mean? Like we all sit here, like it's like a fantasy league. Yeah, we'll we'll get him. But it's not a fantasy league. You're, you're getting you're getting a whole bunch of stuff. Every spot he showed up, and it's always how great it is that he's here. We could totally win a championship with him, and then it winds up as a flaming bag of dog poop.
3: <laughs> like
0: Billy Madison. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just don't step on it. And a perfect example is that if this was fantasy basketball, I would be winning it. You know? Uh, and boy. this has nothing uh-huh. to
4: do with me right now. Oh, it, it never does, and yet somehow we... I haven't lost a fantasy
0: basketball sure. week since
4: Christmas. You know what else I've noticed? Damn you know what it is? Just, and it's Super Bowl you're week, lucky, and are we'll talking about since Christmas, you after you know I what, took
0: care of your team this week. You know
4: what I real, Yeah, Chris, he was up 10-0 talking all that yang, and then he barely won this week, 6-5, to five, but okay. Because right. um, Damian Lillard played every night this week and scored 50 every time. Here's what he, what he complains constantly about guys taking games, uh, back-to-backs off. What I've realized about your team is you've never gone through a stretch where any of your top players have been hurt. Like, I've had Brandon Ingram out for two months. When was the last time you had one of your top guys out hurt? Chris Paul missed an entire two weeks.
3: Chris Paul's not a top player. He's not your tell, top, uh,
4: tell that to his 14 assists from the other night. I dropped Chris Paul earlier in the season. Great. so I grabbed he, him and I beat yeah. you with him this week. It was <laughs> great. And granted, so what I'm saying is you're complaining a lot about missed back-to-backs. You don't even, Your team has not faced any type of Oh, my
0: of gosh. Hardship. Talk to the hand and the commercial break.